0: Podcasts.
1: Shit. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Reko are here with some sports news and
0: updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go! It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show with Al and Jerry. All right, another week down, the uh, Post Game Post Show podcast wrapping things up. It is September 24th. Uh, Al and I are now back from the hospital where we did the show this morning with uh, Boomer and Craig. Actually went quite well, I thought. And one of the things that came up on the show, I was kind of arguing with Craig was the pitch to Russell Martin where it looked like he was struck out and the umpire disagreed. And even on the monitor, they have the little box there, the electronic box that it was an outside pitch. And then he hits the home run on the very next pitch. And while the Blue Jays still very well might have won the game, it was one nothing at that point, that was the game. And, uh, you know, I certainly thought it was an interesting turn of events. Yeah, I wonder with
1: that, so uh, who was the pitcher on the Yankees? Do you remember who it was at the time? I
0: should. I don't. It was Andrew Bailey. Andrew Bailey. So
1: Andrew Bailey throws what he thinks is strike three and immediately darts for the dugout.
0: Yeah, he started hopping off the mound, yeah. See, I wonder,
1: had he not darted towards the dugout, would the ump have called that a strike? I think it's a good, I think it's a great question because... Is he showing up the ump by... Assuming and running off the field, much like a batter will do where they think it's ball four and they run down the line. That's right. And I think if it's a borderline call and the ump feels like he's being showed up, it's going to go the other way for both the the batter and the pitcher.
0: Yeah, and and I'm not even sure it's a matter of showing him up as much as you're making the call for him. It's like, dude, this is my job. You get back up there. Now, here's the thing. This is what I was trying to tell Craig. And I understand if you're a Yankee fan, you want that call. And I do think if that's Mariano Rivera in Yankee Stadium, you get that call. Why do you think the umps uh, think that way? Um, I think it's the same way if you ever think back or or have heard stories about a lot of times when Wade Boggs would take a, a call, would take a, uh, a pitch with two strikes, a lot of times the umpire would call it a ball because Wade Boggs was known to have the greatest eye in the game. So he must have seen it was a ball. Right. And so they're almost not reacting because, <laughs> oh, he didn't swing, and it's too late to make a call at that point. <laughs> so I might it's very possible. The one thing I would say, and I did a little catching, I was a backup catcher in high school, and when I went to college, I was going to be a catcher along with playing the infield. And the one thing we were always taught, when you got two strikes and you're setting up on the outside part of the plate, you set up off the plate. You line your glove up off the plate. The goal being you're not hitting the plate but that glove ain't moving. And a lot of times an umpire will ring the batter up because, wow, look at that pitch. That glove didn't move. And you're almost, you're tricking them. Really? And it's a, and I had a coach, matter of fact, his name was, his name is Dean E. Halt. He's uh, the, the head coach at Mammoth now. He was the coach at Uppsala my first year when I played for like three weeks. Uh, and I remember him telling, the one thing I remember him telling us was, think about it logically. Everybody always wants to frame a pitch. An umpire's got to be a moron not to realize when you're framing the pitch, you're framing it because it probably didn't hit the plate or it's too high or it's too low. Now put yourself in the same position. Take your glove slightly off the plate, not four feet, but like an inch off the plate. Set up, hit the spot. You don't move. Tough pitch for the hitter to hit. He thinks it's outside because it probably is. But the umpire doesn't see you budge. Strike three. Now, framing a pitch means what? Like if you
1: if you catch the ball on the outside, you slide it no, back. No, see, to... that's
0: what – no, you'd never slide your glove. That's the wrong thing to like do. After you turn you catch your glove it... in. Oh, so you're not moving your you, hand. You should never move your hand because when the umpire sees your arm move, then that's kind knows of a Then you knew it was outside. Right. So what you want to do on a high pitch – and by the way, borderline pitches. We're not talking about a pitch that's three feet outside. On a borderline pitch, let's say something up, you would catch it and just turn your glove down as you're making the catch. Glove down, just bring it up. So your glove's kind of in the zone. I don't think that works, to be quite honest with you. But that's what you are taught to do. You would think it doesn't work at the major league level. I agree. You would think it would work in little league, like if
1: you had your little league kids, you're telling them that, or high school.
0: No doubt. And you had, you, know, you have a 14-year-old umpire. Right. Yes, it would work. <laughs> I, I don't think it works, but you are taught to do it that way.
1: Jerry, earlier today when we were doing our show from the hospital, Craig out, uh, saw a lot of people walking around in scrubs. Yeah. And he wanted scrubs thinking that, It'd be great to just wear scrubs out in public, like go out to a happy hour, wearing scrubs near a hospital because uh, the women there, uh, men or women that you would meet, would see that you're in scrubs and thus think you must be a doctor.
0: Yeah, not a good idea. You don't think that would work? Oh, no, it'll work. You just better damn well hope there's no medical emergency while you're trying to pick up that chick at the bar. (laughs) Is there a doctor in the
1: house? Don't look at me. Right. I'd be like, no. I mean, would, would you like to have a uniform to wear to work instead of having to come up with things to wear every I'll day?
0: I'll tell you why I would not. I wore a uniform in grammar school, and I wore a uniform in high school. A high school uniform? Yes. No, the, the uniform a, was polo was shirt, I mean, a polo shirt and, and khaki pants. It was fine. It was nothing. The same polo? Did Actually, everyone no, have I the same back. You color know, wore, polo shirt on? I take that back. We wore ties. They wear really? polo shirts now. St. John Vianney High School in Homedale. When I went there, I graduated in 92. We wore a white a uh, button-down shirt with a maroon tie and khaki pants. There
1: was no thinking about your outfit every day. Nothing.
0: We had, and literally, my parents would give us. I would say I had, I had nine or ten white shirts on rotation, so she didn't have to do, you know, take care of them every yeah. day. And I had like three ties, and I had like four pair of pants, and was
1: rotation. And that was rotation.
0: It. And it was easy. And you know, Jim, you brought your uh, gym clothes uh to school and obviously I played baseball and so you always had your bag with you for after school and I played football my freshman year so it was always lugging a, lugging around a lot of clothes but I did like the fact that you never had to worry about your uniform about what you were going to wear just like my kids now have a uniform and they don't ever have to worry and I think it's easy that having been said I'm glad that I don't have a uniform
1: now what's the theory behind having kids wear the same uniform I don't know in school
0: what is the theory between kids wearing uniforms when they play sports? I don't know. I mean you could make a case you know there's no reason to spend extra money on a uniform if you just tell every parent every parent kid's got to have a red shirt on and your team's the red team like why you're still in uniform uniformity right I don't know. I really don't I guess some sort of a discipline it's the look I'm not sure.
1: when I worked at drug fair when I was uh, 16 we had to wear a we had to wear long sleeve button downs with a tie Really. And I chose a leather tie, thin leather tie. That was in back in 86 uh, when I was working at the drug fair.
0: The thin leather tie.
1: But I only had two ties and two shirts on rotation. Whoa. And because they were washed so much, they got very thin. So Rimp. you could see my nipples through the shirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> t-shirts, dude. Yeah, I never would wear T-shirts. T-shirts. It's so sick. I, I, I honestly and truly, I don't understand why more people don't wear them. I really Under don't. Under regular shirts. I get, especially if you're in really good shape, I get not wearing it. Because quite frankly, you want to lift your shirt up once in a while. Uh, that's fine. Fair enough. But for sloppy guys like myself and others, like why are you not wearing one? You're sweating more. The shirt stinks. I have. You can see the chest hair. It's gross. I have this theory, though, with shirts and T-shirts.
1: So for me, if like in the winter, for example, uh, I'll wear a a T-shirt under a sweater or something. Sure, of course. I will not wash that sweater because I had the T-shirt on. I washed the T-shirt, but I feel like the sweater didn't really get any body sweat or anything
0: on it. No, the thing you only have to guard against is the smell of wherever you wore it. Right. Everywhere's got to smell. You go to a bar, you are, you better damn well wash that Yeah, sweater. like
1: you can't go get hibachi in a sweater and then wear that again. Right. Because no. it's going
0: to smell like the Hideous. hibachi. Right. Exactly. I have no problem with that. I mean, wearing a sweater three or four times with a shirt underneath, why not? Like I have a Mets t-shirt on today. Right. But over it,
1: I have uh, this Under Armour uh, thin uh, long sleeve thing.
0: Which is awesome. Met
1: colors, it's tremendous. Yeah. This will not get washed. The T-shirt underneath will get washed. Makes sense. This will be worn many, many way, times before it is washed.
0: And I'm serious. You're gonna to have to walk to your car. It's gonna be. It's gonna be 77 degrees. And there are certain days we walk out of here in the summer. It's 93. We park six or seven blocks away. Yeah. Okay. Not that far, but far enough. There's no question. You're breaking a little bit of a sweat. A little bit. Okay. You're gonna tell me that you don't have those pit stains on no. your armpits. My, my. I don't sweat all that much. See, that's weird. All right. So then you don't have to worry about it. For most normal people yeah. that sweat disgustingly, I don't sweat disgustingly, but I sweat. I mean, I got to buy t-shirts. I buy new t-shirts every year. Oh, cuz otherwise they get that yellow junk That's on gross. there. It's disgusting. Now, my shirt's protected. I'm also more comfortable. I don't know why. I just I don't like the feeling of It's kind of like the Seinfeld episode when Kramer goes without the underwear, without yeah. the boxers and Seinfeld's like, "So you're telling me the only thing separating <laughs> me from that are those?" Right. It's kind of like the same thing. You like an extra layer. You know, I don't need that to be like only
1: one line of defense. You want an extra layer for your nipples. Yes,
0: of course. It is
1: disgusting when you have old t-shirts and you look under the armpits. Oh, it's horrible. It's almost like when you have uh, your pillows and you go to do your laundry. And they're yellow. Oh, because you're just a drooling
0: animal all night long. It's (laughs) so foul. Now, uh, this is the the beauty of my wife working at the place she works at now. Now, she spends too much money. I'm not going to say she doesn't. But... I mean, new blankets all the time. She's coming home with new pillows all the time. So there's going to be kind of a new bed I've fallen in love with because I'm too cheap to buy a new mattress. And I'm not kidding. I'm too cheap to buy a new mattress. So she buys these, like, four-inch foam. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're tremendous. Dude, they are. She buys one. We just got a new one. So we've had, like, this is the second one in two years. My God, you lay down in that thing and your body just sinks.
1: The only problem is it's sometimes hard to get the fitted sheet over the bed, over the mattress, when you have a an extra mattress layer.
0: I agree, and I don't know why we haven't had that problem, but we haven't. It, it fits perfectly. I don't know if she bought new sheets for that. I don't know. How often are you supposed to get a new mattress? I don't know. I've only had two in 15 years.
1: Yeah, I bought when I, when I started working with the David Lee Roth show in 2006. When I felt like I was making like m- good money, I was right. all excited. I was like, "I'm going to buy me a mattress because they're a thousand dollars." So my mattress is nine years old. That's all right. It was a it was a
0: good one though. Actually, mattresses good are mattress. like five grand now. Five grand? Oh yeah. If you want if you want a good mattress, like one of these mattresses where the two sides yeah can be set to the standard you like and your partner likes. Oh yeah. They're like four or five how here's you when you know the mattress is expensive. Call now and get my special offer and get two thousand dollars off. <laughs> yeah. That, that means the mattress the is like twenty five hundred bucks. Right. That means the mattress is seven grand. Yes. So anyway, uh I saw this story in the newspaper today, which I thought was interesting. Said too, and I hate use I really hate using this word, but it, I think it is in the dictionary now. So these stupid selfie pictures, right? Everybody's doing it, oh whatever. By the way, I did them before we were doing them on the phones. I used to take them with the regular cameras all the time. Selfies, yes, but they never came out well because I couldn't really see myself. So maybe it wasn't so good. More people died from selfie deaths in 2014 than shark attacks. How are people dying uh, taking selfies? Because they're idiots that are they're taking these pictures and compromising spots. So the latest one was a guy, according to the story, fell out of the Taj Mahal. And I don't mean in Atlantic City. I mean the one in where- India. Yes. Or wherever it is? I don't know. And he didn't fall out of it. I take that back. He fell down a very narrow and long flight of stairs as he was taking some sort of strange selfie. There's also, you've got these idiots that take them on the mountains out of helicopters. So 55 people died trying to take selfies. How many How many people do you think died from shark attacks last year?
1: Uh, I'm going to say it's a lot less than we think. I'm going to say like only five people.
0: Six. Six. I was stunned. I, I figured, all right, 55, five, must be like 50 shark attacks. Six. That's it. Well, people, it's weird,
1: people get bit by sharks, but the sharks, when they bite into a person and they realize it's not a seal or something, they sometimes run, uh, they take off. Isn't that something? Yeah, like if they bite your surfboard, they realize it's not a seal. Right. Which is what they want to eat, seals. Is that true? Yeah. How
0: do you know so much about sharks? You watch Shark Week?
1: I don't watch Shark Week, but I, I do, I will watch any shows where animals are attacking people. That I'll watch. That's fair. I could see that. One of the other selfie problems they're having lately is people t- trying to take selfies with bears in the woods. So if they oh, see, come a, on, yeah, this I, I just saw this story. So if they see a bear in the woods, they keep a, a, a decent amount distance, right? But they want to make sure that the bear is visible in their photo, so they are taking the shot. Oh my god! And people were doing it and getting getting gorged by bulls with the running of the bulls, trying to take a selfie while running with the bulls.
0: I mean, how stupid are we? Honestly, we're supposed to be like the smartest. Species, and sometimes I think we're the dumbest.
1: With the Pope coming to New York later today, you will see if you look close enough, you will see people doing selfies with as the Pope is arriving or if the Pope is way in the background.
0: You think Periscope's gonna be like nuts today? Yeah, people doing that. People with the periscope pope and the Pope. Uh, I don't know. I, I are you it, interested in this? I mean, the pope, I should be. I'm not interested in the Pope. I should be, and I'm, I'm, I, I think more because it's more of the con- convenience, inconvenience about what's happening yes. here for us. I'm more consumed with that than I am his actual visit.
1: When when things get so popular, I lose interest. So, like, everyone's into the Pope, I'm not interested.
0: I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm interested in? What's that, Jerry? Well, I've been interested in trying to keep my weight at a good spot. You know that. What's a good spot for you? I think my perfect weight is about 168. All right. Now, at one point, I was 202. I am now, and I have been hovering at 180 for the last... Year and a half. I don't, it's like up a pound, down a pound, whatever, but I, nothing changes. But at the same time, I've had trouble trying to figure out how to get the correct weight because my wife, we've always had this cheapo scale. So, you know what I did? And I did this yesterday, and I'm actually quite excited about it. I went to touchofmodern.com and I bought the VitaSigns Bluetooth digital body analyzer scale. How cool is that? So, what does that do?
1: You, you when you get it, you just ordered it yesterday, so you don't have it yet. When no. When you get it, you stand on this scale, and what will it tell you? What different well, things?
0: I'm very excited. So I read part of the description, but I got so – the sale was ending. So I made sure to just buy it. Get on it. Uh, and this is part of touchymonitor.com where they have all these new things literally daily, and sometimes they end sooner than you want just because you didn't see it fast enough. I saw this yesterday. I jumped on it, and I'll tell you the price in a second, which is remarkable. I believe what it does is it, it measures body fat. It, you know, percentages, stuff like that. I believe it's going to measure heart rate, stuff like that. It's uh, Bluetooth-enabled, which I'm not quite sure what that's going to do, but there's some sort of function with my phone.
1: Yeah, I think it it, it's, it can it shoots the information to your phone, which you can store on your phone, and you can look and
0: see, well, three days ago I was two How pounds gr- heavier. Great. How yeah. great is that? So, and you know what's even better about that? At touchhunter.com, the price. I'm not even kidding. So, this how thing. How much was it? This thing, well, how much did you think it would be? A scale with a Bluetooth, Bluetooth scale. With all these percentages and measuring your body weight and body fat yeah. and stuff like that. I'm going to go say those scales are 150. That's pretty good. 162 is the original price. You know what I got it for? What? I got it for in the final hour of the sale. I got it for $49.99. Nice. That's like 70% off. That is, I just did the math. It's 70% off. This is what we're talking about. Jerry, right now, listeners
1: can get immediate access when they sign up at touchofmodern.com. That's touchofmodern.com. Do it today because Jerry's scale that he bought could be gone in like a day or two. Everything's different every day you go there. That's how life rolls in the fast lane, Jerry. And they should also get the app for the phone, the touchofmodern.com app. Then you can scroll through it when you're bored with people.
0: Which was like on the train today coming back here. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we were on the subway. Yeah, which is just not for Nine, famous th- people like you and I, Jerry.
1: We shouldn't be on the subway. Well, no one noticed it. this, but I there probably were people that noticed this, they didn't want to say anything.
0: <laughs> I don't think so because the people that were surrounding us were not speaking English.
1: I think I hurt my hernia more being on that subway because were you I didn't want to hold that the the pole. Right. So what I do is I I cup my wrist around the pole and <laughs> And and then I kind of lose my balance, and I and I, I feel like I pulled my hernia more.
0: Well, it's a good thing you're having surgery soon. I hope
1: next uh, next Friday, October second.
0: Oh, uh, so you know you don't want to go see Columbia Princeton Friday? Night? No, I would love
1: to go, but I'll be I'll be uh, you know relaxing right. at home. Jerry, this is one of these things that annoys me: people and their dogs. Okay. So a new study comes out. A new study, Jerry. You love studies. Well, you no, know, you love this. You find all these studies. Seventy percent of people take their pet in the car with them. To do what? Just exactly. To go run to the drugstore, to run to the supermarket. Your dog, and I see this all the time now that I'm spending time down the shore, Jerry, like (laughs) Asbury Park and Belmar, all those restaurants you go to with the outdoor seating, everyone brings their dog. Your dog doesn't want to go to the restaurant, and your dog doesn't want to go to Rite Aid, your dog doesn't want to go to the supermarket. Your dog wants
0: to stay home and lay on the couch. Agreed. I know. I've never—I had a dog from the time I was four until I was 20. I think think she lived to be 16 years old. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I might have that wrong. But I think she was 15 or 16 years old. And she had the greatest life. She hung around the house. We fed her. She went out. We yeah. played with her outside. She went back in. She had a little bed she slept in. What's better than that? Plus, my when, parents never took her in the car.
1: Right. Plus, when you're home, the dog can sleep on the sofa and stuff, in the bed without you getting, without you knowing
0: it. Uh, yeah, uh-huh, that's
1: yeah. another thing. People just let their dogs sleep,
0: sleep in the bed. I'm um, listen. That's
1: disgusting.
0: We never did that. And I when, love dogs. Towards the end of her life, when we knew it was going downhill. Uh, I would put her, and she needed help. She couldn't jump anymore. Her legs were gone, going. I would scoop her up, and I would put her at the foot of the bed, and she wouldn't move. I never had a problem with that. I know people that let them in the covers, which is just, stupid. what are we doing? It's disgusting. Yeah. So now, someone might get mad at me for saying this, but whatever. So we have two new cats. They're now six months old. And I would say they're... Pretty well behaved. Kim does with the, she'll, she'll have the bottle, the water bottle where she sprays them if they do something they shouldn't. We had a couple of issues with one jumping on the dining room table. That's done because she saw it once, sprayed the water on her face. That's over. But w- the other one, the he, is ballsy. Like, you, he'll jump on the dining room table. She'll spray him. He'll look at you. You'll turn around. You turn back. around. Right, he's back on the dining room table. Now, that stopped. But that was like there for about three weeks. Well, two nights ago. I wake up at about one o'clock in the morning with him trying to get in the bed, and I basically threw him halfway across. Yeah. But he landed on his feet. Yeah, you know, they're cats. He was fine. Now I got to see if it happens again. We haven't seen it the last two nights, but I don't understand why people allow that. I don't either. I mean, it's it's really gross. And the one thing we're guarding against, I don't want to become the type of house where cat hairs on everything. Yes. I hate don't that. Don't be a cat people house. No, not at all. And I've never, our old, our old cat, our Julie cat, huh? That is passed on. She never—I mean, she never shed, except in the summer when it would get hot and she'd lose her coat. One cat doesn't shed, and this other one we're finding out does. Plus, no. dogs and cats poop, obviously. Yes, they do not use toilet paper. No. So
1: they're now laying, it's putting their butts on your bed, on your pillow, on That's your a, sheets. It's very disgusting. Good point. Yes,
0: it's it's gross. I agree. I, totally I don't want agree. a
1: dog on my lap because its butt is touching my
0: jeans. I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one should i yes the last week of our old cat's life she was really struggling and we i knew i was i had the appointment to take her to see if there was anything that could be done to kind of we were always told an indoor cat could go to be about 20 21 years old she was 18 or 17 figure if there's anything we can do to keep her around for another couple of years but in the right frame of mind so she and this is when i knew it was over she gets in the litter box and she gets out and she wagged herself, and like loose poop hit the wall. Oh, just so I don't have an animal. So I said, "This is it. well." I think about it. Eighteen years, nothing like this ever happened. Yeah, I mean, a great pet, never had to worry about anything. And I looked at her, and i me like, "This," I'm like, "This is it." All right, this is not going to end well, and it didn't. As I took her to the vet three days later, and they told me, "There's not a lot we can do."
1: I think it's a great spot to end this. Poop on the wall, <laughs> from out from a shaking. Old cat's butt. 18 year old cat. Yeah. She was a great cat,
0: though. Mm.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll see you Monday on the podcast. I feel like it's kind
0: of a downer way to no, end it. No, I
1: thought it. it was a great way to end it. Uh, cat poop on the walls. <laughs> I'm picturing an old cat shaking its butt,
0: poop <laughs> flying. Thing. You you having to eventually wipe it off. I the did. Wall. I had to clean it. I, I didn't even tell mm. my wife about it. I'm like, let me clean mm. this before she, because she had had enough at that yeah. point, too. Yeah. Disgusting. Mm. Yeah. I didn't know if I should paint over it and like. I would have. Well, no, I had to clean it first. Oh, right. And then, then I painted. I, I I was thinking about, like, just painting over the poop. I would have moved. Uh, trust me, if I could, I would, and I will. I hopefully will do that in the spring, but I don't know. We'll find oh,
1: out. Oh, do your records may be moving? I
0: would like to. Really? We will see if that can work itself out this spring.
1: Closer to work or further from work?
0: Uh equidistant. Equi- equidistant. Different town, different area, but I don't think much farther if further at all. Nice. We'll say maybe Basking Ridge.
1: Oh, nice. I'd oh, welcome i welcome you. It. Welcome aboard. Of course, you might be living in Spring Lake at that time. You never time. know, Jerry.
0: Yeah, that's You're a moving little. and shaking. Enjoy your weekend. Oh, easy.
1: This is the Boomerang Cart Post Game Show with the real stars of the show Al and Jerry.